0: Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd, passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. I'm your host Sheridan Decker and this episode is sponsored by my Gut Hormone Workshop where you can learn about the link between your hormones and gut health and why we always support the healing of your digestion First, today I have the privilege of speaking to Cory from Redefining Strength, where she creates programs, online workouts, and also supports you with nutrition, which I love, to get you the results you need without depriving yourself, which I think is a massive thing, and spending hours in the gym, which we so believe is the only way to do it. Corey also has her own podcast, the Fitness Hacks podcast, which I recommend you go over and subscribe to as well after this episode. So thank you so much for being well, here today. Well, it's my pleasure. Corey. I don't know if it's an honor, but I'm going to talk you
1: today with talking really fast about hopefully some helpful things.
0: Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me and the listeners, especially for those who don't know you or, you know, haven't come across your stuff before who are you and what well, do you I'm do? Well, I'm Corey of Redefining Strength. I'm a fast-talking fitness fanatic. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm into macros and basically, you know, I was an athlete my entire life and I played tennis at college. When I first graduated, I thought I wanted to be involved in athletics by actually writing about sports. And then I soon realized that that didn't feed my addiction for the actual movement and everything. And so I decided I wanted to get more involved in actually helping train people because I'd played sports my entire life. Growing up, I'd found empowerment through sports. I found it was a de-stressor for me. It helped me gain confidence. Uh, it helped keep me in shape, you know, feeling really good and functionally strong. So I decided to start working at a gym after graduating and, um, quickly realized, like, I thought I wanted to train athletes, but that I did not want to train athletes. Um, and part of that was actually getting into fitness, getting injured myself and realizing how many different things can actually go on with the body and how much, um, uh, sort of diversity there was in movement and even what was good movement, right? Because so often we think, you know, if I can lift a ton of weight, if I can run really fast, I'm healthy, I'm functionally strong. And it's one of these things that we don't understand some of the underlying my body connections and everything. So I really dove into injury prevention. And then through that realized also that even though I was training hard now, because I wasn't still an athlete training for like multiple hours a day, I was gaining weight, And so I realized that actually eating well mattered versus in college when I was training and like constantly active, I was like, oh, let's just have all the ice cream pie. Let's have all the burritos. And there was no thought as to like, hey, what that was really doing to my health, but also what that was doing to me in terms of later weight gain. Uh, So then I started really diving into macros and I went, I think the route a lot of people go where we start to get into oh, I can only have certain foods. I have to eat super clean and healthy. And while of course we do know we want whole natural foods, you start to realize, okay, I also want some things that aren't so good for me because that is lifestyle balance. So that took me down the path of macros and really finding something sustainable. So now I'm all about quality movements, you know, so people don't get injured. They can live healthy, functionally strong lives to their last day on this planet and also feel good, fueled, but also have that enjoyment and that balance. So they can not only see the aesthetic results, but they can perform the way, the way they want and feel healthy, but again, not feeling deprived.
0: Yeah, totally. So that journey, like, obviously, that came from. I mean, I have that similar kind of sense. Like, I loved sport growing up, and I was like, I'll do sports science, and then I studied sports science at or university, and then I was like, I don't. That's not actually what I want to do at all. I don't want to work with athletes. I don't want to do that. I actually want to help the general Joe, which was me. You know, like feel better, move better. And then when I kind of stumbled across nutrition, I was like, oh, that actually plays such an important role as well. And I feel like when we're growing up in that sort of sporting environment, we don't even realize how much of a role it plays until we dig a bit deeper. So when did you start redefining strength? How long that your business? So I actually started that? redefining strength specifically in 2014.
1: Um, I'd moved out to California with my now husband okay. and uh, I started working at a local gym realized I wanted to do things my own way. And I had been blogging and I actually had a blog that was called man bicep before that. And it's a whole inside joke. Where I made this joke that my bicep was the size of an average man's, And so I started a blog with that. And basically Ryan, my husband told me, you cannot open a gym called man bicep. That just won't be good. So when I wanted to go out on my own in California, I was like, okay, what does fitness actually mean to me? Like, what does exercise mean to me? And I realized that like, for me, exercise, working out, like eating well, it was all about redefining what strong really meant to me. And it was finding, you know, empowerment, confidence, all these other things outside of just physical strength and like well-being. And so that's how I came up with the name redefining strength. Uh, but I started the gym in 2014, actually started creating online content at that point because I'm a control freak and I wanted to be able to control my clients when they weren't with me, because I know that as we all know that, you know, Being healthy isn't just something we do for one hour a day. It's a whole lifestyle. So I started creating online content. So when they were traveling, I could give them workouts and I can make sure that they were actually learning outside of being in the gym. And so that's what led me online. And then uh, in about, I want to say like 2017, 2018, I almost went fully online. So I still have my gym now, but I'm not really training as much out of it. It's more just completely online now
0: online stuff yeah see this is what's interesting about you is that i invited you on the podcast right because i started seeing all your macros thing and went oh that's that's really interesting that's new nutrition content but then i've been following you for a flip uh ever since when i first moved to queensland so i finished sports science i moved over and i started doing my master's i'm trying to think so maybe four years ago so three yeah three years ago or so um my mum was like you know my mum's a great surfer and she's into all the functional training stuff. And I was a hardcore CrossFitter. That was my thing. I was boxing. I was cardio. I was like, just give me weight loss and do it really hard so that I'm just going to burn myself out because that's the type of person I am. It's like all in all out. None of this, you know, functional strength training. I don't care about anything else. So that was kind of it. And the mum was like, look, Sheridan, you keep getting these recurring injuries. Why don't you look at some of stuff? And she sent me through. So then I've been following you for a couple of years, looking at all, you know, and doing the foam rolling stuff. And and the more um, boring side of things that we don't want to do to make sure everything's activating. But then I didn't realize, in a sense, that I go, oh, she looks so great. She looks so fit and stuff. But I didn't even connect that, of course there would be a whole nutrition component behind it. And then when I started seeing your push for, you know, a little bit more in the macros and how important that is and the dietary stuff. And then I started seeing your things on Facebook and people commenting on there going, oh, I don't want to, you know, bust my butt in the gym all day, every day and only eat green salad. And this is how I'm going to look like you or it's not worth it and stuff. And I'm just like, whoa, how's she going to handle this stuff? And you're so just like, look, like, This is actually how it's done. You don't need to bust your butt in the gym every day. And it's a little bit more, yes, there is, you know, components that you need to follow with nutrition, but it's not all in and all out. And I found that so interesting because so often we just think it's all exercise and that's the only way. I'm going to look like Corey or I'm going to look like that person or I'm going to look like that athlete. And there's so much more. There to is. It. And so
1: often we overestimate how much we can accomplish short term and underestimate how much we can accomplish long term. It really is one of these things that like we try and go so hard and we try and be so perfect with things. And that's ultimately what's holds us back long term from seeing the results we want, versus if we can just find something we can be consistent with. And like, I get it, we're hit with all these different fad diets, we're hit with all these different things. Like, you know, we see what figure competitors are eating and this and that. And it's like, Oh, well, I can only eat chicken and broccoli, and I have to spend two hours a day in the gym. And then we wonder why we get burned out. It's like, no one has time for that. I don't have time for that. And I live this stuff. It's it's one of these things that like that's why like I harp on the prehab stuff. Like, yeah, it's boring, but that my body connection pays off for more quality of a work in our workouts. And it's one of these things that the, the more we can get out of less time, the better off we're gonna be. And the more we can base everything off of our current lifestyle to create sustainable habits, the more consistent we're gonna get and the better our results are going to be long term. Like people always ask me, like, how long did it take you to get to X result? Right. And I'll be like, My entire life. Because legitimately everything we've done previously is what does lead to the results we have now. Our current situation is the accumulation of our previous actions. And that's plain and simple what it is. And so it's one of these things that the more you can sort of teach people like, hey, you don't have to go to extremes. Like I know it seems like you get results faster, because yes, you, you kind of do, right? Let's face it, if you go really, really strict on a diet, you're going to see fa- like fast results. But we don't want to just be cut for six weeks out of the year, we want to be cut the entire year. And so the way to do that is to create something that you can maintain day in and day out, because those results will continue to snowball, you'll continue to create a better set point for yourself, you'll continue to like sort of add on to what you currently of late as the baseline, but only if you can get consistent. So yeah, I, I love when people question the macros or say they have to spend hours in the gym because I'm like, I don't spend hours in the gym. You, you want to know how it's what it takes yeah. to get lean. I'm like, I don't spend hours in the gym. I'm like 30, <laughs> 45 minutes. That's perfect. You know, hitting my macro ratios, but I'm like, I'm a dessert person. So I want ice cream. You know, like there are days where I'm like, I want all the cocktails. And the thing is, is you can find that balance. It's just yeah. finding the
0: balance. And like you said, it's taken you years to get there and to build your metabolism at a point where you could fluctuate around whatever your maintenance calories is. You can probably fluctuate around that a little bit and not have to be bang on. And also because you're not sitting in a fat loss stage twenty four seven, it's not like you're down to you know really low macros going. Oh, this is where I need to sit because I need to be in this constant fat loss state. Like you're, you're probably not. You probably reverse diet. You ate in and out of. know whatever you're doing or whatever you're working towards or whatever you know your set point is or whatever you know your body needs for whatever your training requirements is at the moment and like you said I guess that's why you must work and explain that to me but you must work one-on-one with people to find their their yeah so
1: I have like a couple different programs like from programs that teach clients to do it themselves to like working hands on with them to guide them through the process. But it's one of these things that each of us is unique. And one size doesn't fit all there's, of course, some like general guidelines that we can use to help figure out what works for us. But we have to remember that it's not only like our goals that impact things or our current activity level, but it's even our like previous dieting history that can impact things. Because a lot of times you'll see like, this is one of my favorite things online. Like you'll see people be like, you're only eating 1200 calories. How can you survive on that? Or you'll see someone else eating like 3000. Oh my gosh, I would get so fatty in 3000. Okay. Well, each of you has a different like genetic metabolic rate. Each of you has done different things in your dieting history to change your metabolic rate. Each of you has different workout routines, different muscle mass, just so many different factors that make your like needs unique and what it is is really sort of like starting with clients being like hey i want you to just track what you're currently doing not only to see your current calorie intake to either retrain your body to eat more or to put you into a deficit but also just to see like, where are your macros at? Because where your macros are at can really impact the results you're seeing because some of us are more carb adapted. Some of us are more fat adapted. Some of us need more carbs because of our activity level. Some of us need fewer carbs because of our activity level. Some of us need higher protein because of our age, right? But we want to see where we're at currently because I think so often we jump into, here's the ideal. I'm just going to do what supposedly the ideal, but who knows if it's the ideal for you, A, Who knows if you can maintain that ideal, but like the best changes come off of creating something off of your current lifestyle. So again, it goes back to not only the foods you enjoy, but like if you're hitting, like I have clients that hit like 20% protein. So I might ideally want to get them up to 45% protein, but there's no way they're going to do that in like one day. And if they are, they're going to probably feel horrible from trying to do that. So it's like incremental changes. And then it's finding ratios that you might use when you want to cut a little bit more body fat or ratios you want to use when you gain a little more muscle. muscle. But it's also one of these things that over the course of the year, you should have cycles, right? You can't always be in a fat loss phase, you know, even maintenance. And when we talk about it, we act like, you know, if we create a lifestyle, we're doing one thing. Or if we're maintaining, we're just doing the same thing every day. It's like, no, like when you're maintaining, you change your workout progressions because you might want to train for a mud run, or you might just want to, you know, see how much you can lift. Same thing goes for your nutrition. You're constantly changing it based on in summer going out and doing more stuff, in winter being less active, you know? And it's one of these things that like with clients, like there's gonna be times where they're going to eat more because it's the holidays, right? And so around the holidays, maybe we go a little bit stricter macros so that they can have those days of indulgence. Maybe there's just times where they're just consistent and they just don't care as much. We go to minimums, you know? Like it's one of these things that you sort of have to work with where your body is. And then also remember that like, if you do lose weight, let's just say to start, then the process of maintaining is going to be just that, a process, right? And so creating that new set point, like if if I think about my own journey over the years, like there were a lot of the earlier years when I did cuts, which I did horribly, I did the chicken and broccoli thing, miserable. But it was one of those things that I would fluctuate back up a lot more. And over the years, the fluctuations got smaller and smaller because I spent more and more time at my ideal weight. And we have to remember that, like people will say like, oh, I lost weight and I looked at a cookie and I gained weight. And it's like, well, because your body thinks the other is normal. And so it's fighting to get back to what it thinks is normal over doing what really maybe it should be at because it doesn't feel normal. Our body wants balance, that was balance to it, right? Even if it wasn't good for it, even if we had hundreds of pounds we need to lose, that's where it thought was normal. So it's one of these things that even when you're in that process of learning to maintain the new set point, you have to sort of think, okay, I'm gonna approach this differently than long-term because the longer you've been down, the less fluctuates in zuha because that's the new normal for your body
0: Yeah, so when you're starting to work with someone, you kind of go through that point of, like you said, like tracking where, what are you actually eating? And I don't know, because I like macros is obviously not my thing, but I know a a bit about it. And obviously for me, it's more the gut health and bloating, digestion and parasites and candida and stuff. But what you must see is, yeah, you kind of go, okay, well, what are you actually eating? And there must be common mistakes. So for me, I said a lot of women under eating protein, like, and that's just even with my basic knowledge, I go, like you, are, you are not eating enough protein for starters and often overeating fats and i know obviously fats are important and they have a role for hormones and i'm big on that but at the same time so many women that i see just will not touch carbs or have been told again and again and again carbs are going to make me fat and i literally had a client yesterday who was just like it's just a mental thing she's like i'm not going near them i said yeah, but you need that little bit of extra fiber and you need it for your gut flora and you need it for these different bacteria and stuff and she's like, but it's just, I just look at it and go, that's going to make me fat. And I'm like, how, how do we shift those mindsets? And do you see oh, you totally that as see it. well? It's why you
1: see people under eating all the time. And it's, it's one of these things that like, okay, so my favorite thing is how it adds up with age, right? Cause you always have these people coming to you and saying, Oh, it's my age. That's why I can't lose weight now. And don't get me wrong, going through menopause, there are so many different hormonal changes that do impact things, right? Appetite increases while metabolic rate actually decreases. So it's there's no denying there are changes that happen with age, but so much of it from weight loss to even injuries is previous dieting and exercise practices simply adding up because we haven't done them we've skipped the warm ups right we haven't done the the proper dieting practices when we were younger and what ends up happening is we think calories in versus calories out for weight loss right so we think if i eat less I'll lose weight and that will give me the results. But what we don't realize is that the more we slash our calories, the more we don't account for macros, the more when we're trying to lose weight quickly on the scale, we actually lose muscle mass as well. And lean muscle is really key to keeping our metabolic rate higher so that we actually burn more calories at rest. So when you lose weight quickly, you lose weight on the scale very fast, but you're not controlling as much for fat and muscle as you can. And so when you lose the weight, your metabolic rate goes down, which means that you either have to cut your calories lower to keep losing or you're gonna rebound. And when people rebound, guess what? The muscle doesn't come back on, it's the fat. So we end up having more fat, worse body recomposition, lower metabolic rate. And so the next time we go in, we think we have to cut calories lower again. So honestly, you almost have to retrain people to eat more. So it's sort of going against the whole calories in versus calories out being like, it's not just about the deficit. So it is that re-education, teaching people to eat more. And then even with carbs, it's sort of the same thing. I have women all the time come in and I'm like, you're an endurance athlete. You need the immediate fuel. You are not losing weight because you are not giving yourself enough immediate fuel. You are not gaining muscle because your muscles don't have the glycogen to repair and rebuild. It's one of these things that I think because of the fluctuations on the scale, even people think I gained Like, well, yeah, your muscles are holding glycogen and with that water weight, but that's necessary to build the lean muscle. And so it's, I think a getting people to step back from the scale a little bit and be also real, like getting people to realize how much of some of their dietary practices create issues later on. Like even from the standpoint of, if you don't have enough immediate fuel, right? So if you don't have enough carbohydrates to repair after your workout, guess where you're going to get the stuff you need to rebuild your muscles from your muscles, it's going to break down your muscle tissue to get the amino acids it needs to technically rebuild your muscle tissue. It's why it can be catabolic when we do a ton of cardio and we don't have that immediate fuel, which again, then can create metabolic adaptations. If you don't have the carbs to rebuild, if you're under fueling, then not only if you're trying to push really hard in your workouts and burn a ton of calories and then under eating, will your body compensate by then burning fewer calories when at rest? which then if you're burning fewer calories the rest you're not creating the deficit you think you're creating and so you're ending up creating metabolic adaptations and not lose weight you know like it's this weird cycle and so I think the more we sort of take them through all that and just educate and sort of push the information and keep repeating it the more we'll sort of let it sink in but I do think it's that that embracing of the learning process early on because like I think right now we just go to quick fix quick fix quick fix And it's really like, no, sorry, you got to suck it up and macros suck. And I know tracking sucks, but if you do it now and you learn, then you're going to be set up for success and you won't be saying, oh, I'm too old. I can't lose weight now. We'll be lean, mean fighting machines the last day on this planet.
0: Yeah, 100%. And then what about like you must see these women, like if they are coming to you and they can't lose weight and stuff like that, do you see digestive issues present in some of them? Because I do notice that, yeah, when you're under fueling or not eating enough or not eating enough fiber or enough fats and stuff that not only like you said, yes, there's, there's issues with you know hormones or things but also you're thinking about your thyroid your digestion that energy your metabolic you know capacity and your stomach acid and keeping these bacteria out do you do you track any of that in your women and do you see or whoever's working with you and do you see changes as not only their metabolism changes but it's it's for you it must be a bigger picture whereas they're thinking need a lose weight and that's kind of where it is or get stronger whatever but you're thinking also yeah okay but digestion thyroid this that hormones and you must see that get better using quote unquote get better as their metabolism everything gets better as well so i like to think
1: we focus on diet and exercise because it's easy right it's easier to control than stress but really everything comes down to stress exercise is a stressor nutrition to some extent is a stressor, like sleep is a stressor or lack thereof. So it's one of those things that you want to control for all those different components, because obviously- they all really matter. Right. And I like to focus on macros sort of in a weird way for the same reason, because through dialing in people's macros, a lot of times their micros improve as well, just because they have to get more quality fuel. I know it's like really popular to see, Oh, look at all these macro crazy foods. And what I try to remind people is like, okay, that person ate that. But what you don't see is to make that fit into their macronutrients for the day. They had a meal that was a lean protein, lots of veggies, you know, a healthy carb source, and so it's one of these things that there has to be a balance and that's why macros are beautiful and that you can sort of sneak in everything. But yeah, like when you're doing it, you totally want to focus on like, how is your thyroid functioning? How are your hormones in general functioning? Like even then, how is it impacting your sleep so that your sleep is then impacting, you know, how you're feeling? Because obviously if you're not sleeping well, you're going to feel hungrier, right? How's your hydration with all this? So like, I think the dietary preference and even how you dial that in based on like your inflammatory responses to things, all that different stuff can be very important. It's why I never necessarily change a client from vegetarian or vegan or paleo or whatever else, because I think so many of us need different things. And even being aware of when we don't handle dairy as well, or when we don't handle gluten as well, can be super, super key to finding like the nuances that make us feel best and get the best results from our nutrition, from our training so we can sleep better, stress less, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Because I think people come with um, kind of like preconceived ideas like the micro, oh, Corey looks great. I know she does strength training. I'm sure there's some nutrition stuff in there without thinking about. What is my thyroid? What's my digestion? Oh, I'm constipated every day. Oh, I'm bloated. Oh, I can't handle dairy or, oh, you know, like all these different things. But then the consequence of, like you said, getting your macros right and then your micronutrients sort of increase as well and things get better and then your liver functions properly and your body's getting more nutrients. And the flip side is is I get women coming to me who, you know, severely constipated or bloated or whatever. And, yes, sometimes there's SIBO and parasites and those underlying issues, but even by me Tweaking their diets a bit and stuff, and without them realizing that I'm tweaking their macros, because I'd be like, "Oh, I don't want to count, and I don't care about macros. I just want to feel good." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, it's a mm-hmm. totally a perception thing here." But when you tweak those things, then they go, oh, "I have more energy. Oh, I I feel stronger. Oh, I feel better. Oh, I can do more things." And I'm like, "Yeah, because I've tweaked your macros, and you can actually build a bit of muscle, and you're eating a few more carbs, and you're not just eating fat, which can slow down your metabolism a bit as well." So it's a real, it's such a perception thing as well we're like I just want to look like this now without thinking about all those other steps and factors that come into it definitely
1: the mindset behind some of the things that we have to change a lot of times and I think it's about giving somebody what they want while also pushing them towards what they need so you're sort of meeting them where they're at right so it's like I'll even take the approach of like like especially when someone comes to me with like weight loss goals and they're not necessarily caring about the quality of the the fuel obviously by dying on the macros, they will have to dial in some of the quality and we'll make small changes. Like even just instead of going to Domino's for pizza, you know, making it at home, adding a side salad, you know, like there's little swaps you can make, but I'll even talk to them about the thermic impact of food. So like each food has a different thermic effect. So like how many calories you burn to actually process it. So protein's higher than uh, carbs or fat with car- uh, fat being actually the lowest in terms of the thermic effect and even a negative one until you get leaner. Um, but I'll talk to you even about the quality of fuel because there's actually an interesting study that showed if you took like a white bread and like processed cheese versus a sandwich with even whole grain bread and less po- processed cheese, people actually burn more calories to utilize the less processed, still very processed sandwich. And so they actually, that helped increase their their metabolic rate. So they burn more calories, even while at rest, just to process that food. So I'll even sort to throw that in, which then tantalizes people to eat more quality, like foods because they're like, well, it'll help them with the weight loss. It's not just for my health. And of course they feel like fuller also from that and everything else. But yeah, I mean, it's just one of these things that the better your body runs, the better results you're going to see from everything. Let's face it. Like when you give yourself quality fuel, the fuel your body actually needs, you're going to sleep better. You're going to perform better. You're going to feel better. It's It's just, everything is going to be better.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then that just ties hand in hand with all the strength training and things you do as well, because I mean, not only, I guess someone's not coming to you and you're not putting them on a really heavy, intense training program. Again, you must be working your way up through that. I guess everyone comes at a different, you know, like you said, background history, what they've been doing and stuff as well. But what is your emphasis when it comes to training? Is it first getting those foundations right? And that sort of you know, what does functional kind of movement or moving in a sustainably healthy way in a sense look like to you rather than opposed to, you know, someone who's just been doing long distance cardio or just lots of running. What are the sort of things that you try to nail? I honestly have clients
1: that come to me for a variety of things. Like I have triathletes, I have marathoners, I have people who have had, just like hip replacement surgeries, all that different things. So everybody I will tell you has to do some strength component with me, whether or not it's body weight training, whether or not it's lifting heavy weights. Um, and they'll also have to do what I consider the prehab process, the foam rolling, stretching and activation that is mandatory. I don't care who and what you are. I don't care how much you want to fight me on it. I will make you do it just because we have to prep our body to move well. So many of us, you know, we sit in, we sit hunched over technology all day. We don't sit in postures. We should, even if we have a standing job, a lot of times it's repetitive movements that create imbalances, compensations. Most of us have previous uh, like injuries that like lead to overuse. So for me, it's really making sure that we're addressing all those mobility restrictions so that we can move well until the day we die. And we can chase after our grandkids. We can chase after our kids. We can chase after our dogs, you know, whatever else it is. Um, but the exact like strength workouts, I'm very much about meeting people where they're at. So if you enjoy something, I want to make sure that you're doing more of the things you enjoy and doing it well. Um, if you are busy and you have three days a week, I'm going to design for that. If you have six days a week, I'm going to design for that. I think too often we get caught up in, you know, more is better, or I have to do six days a week, one hour. That's the best. And it's like, no, it's really just utilizing the time you have wisely. And if you always design for that while keeping your goals in mind, you're going to get the best results because just doing something to make it hard doesn't mean you're gonna move forward. It could be that you're hitting this point of diminishing returns and not moving forward.
0: Yeah. And what's so amazing is you offer so many different things. Like when you, when I just look through your Instagram, like, you know, that stuff, I mean, there's so many workouts and amazing um prehab stuff there as well that you can just, anyone who's listening can go, cool, I can save that. And I can start there. I can start with the basics and go, okay, make sure, you know, I'm moving properly. I'm doing these things as well. But then on your website, what else do you offer? Because you offer programs on there that people can do by themselves, not all. Yeah. So, I mean, stuff. I have everything from
1: one-on-one coaching to like pre-done programs where people can sort of do the more self-guided uh it's really about quality of movement for me though like it's not only about form but recruitment patterns and that's been something i've really tried to harp on over the years is that so often especially the more advanced an exerciser we are the more we can mimic proper movement patterns you know like look in the mirror be like okay i'm supposed to squat this way or push up this way and so then in our attempt to mimic that proper form we end up compensating and overusing muscles that we shouldn't because our body is amazing that it tries to do what we're asking it to do, even if it can't or shouldn't. Uh, so part of my big thing has been about changing the recruitment patterns or the muscles we're actually using and establishing that mind-body connection for people, not only because that prevents overuse and injuries, but actually that activation component is so key for muscle hypertrophy. So if whether or not you want aesthetics or just injury prevention, changing those recruitment patterns is really, really important. But I do that through like different things like my restoration and booty burner, which are like more like follow along programs, do on your own. And then of course, through my coaching where I can work hands-on because as I said, I'm a control freak. So I like getting to really tailor things to
0: individual needs. So if someone was listening, go, you know, what? I need to start, I need to start moving properly or work properly on my moving patterns. And I should probably be thinking more about my food or my macros and stuff. Where, where should someone start? How can they start at home or with the first few things to sort of start getting their head around it? Um, yeah. As far as sustainable sort of movement, stopping those injuries and getting a better well, idea. I would say take nutrition. your ego
1: out of it and go back to basics because the, The more advanced you are, the more you realize you need to always perfect those basics and you can never, you're never above them, we'll put it that way. Uh, I constantly return to them. So I would tell, you know, tell someone, please go back to basics with tracking your food, just see where you're at currently. The best changes are made based on where you're at currently, not based on some ideal. So if you track what you're currently doing, not only will you see things that potentially trigger you to not sleep well or have gut inflammation or not be losing the weight or not gain the muscle, but you'll then be able to make small adjustments based on what you're currently doing. And then don't cut out the thing you love most first. Okay. I know we always go for that because it's the ice cream or the pizza or something that we know is not healthy, but don't even cut that out first. Focus on some small change. That's really easy because that will build the momentum. And the more you do, the more you do. So the more you'll want to keep moving forward and making changes. So cut out something small so that you feel that progress, but track to see what you're currently doing and then take things back to basics with movements, go back to those body weight movements, go back to really focusing on isolation exercises to establish that mind body connection to your glutes, to your core, to your back, but do that foam rolling, stretching and activation. And that's really the place to just sort of start and then master the body weight movements. I know we all want to jump into weights. I love weights, but at the same time, if you can't handle your own body weight and move through a full range of motion properly, you haven't earned the weights yet. As I say to people all the time, regress to progress so you can earn those better variations or those harder movements.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, I I love that. And I back that 110% because I mean, I'm the same, like I was so injury prone. And then this year, or a couple months ago, you know what, Sheridan, you've just got to stop and you've got to go back to basics, go back to the simple things, you know, just do it slowly and work your way out. Cause yeah, we just get, you know, busy and then we just want to, jam in 45 minutes of high intensity stuff as fast as we can, burn those calories, get in, get out without a proper warm-up or a cool down or yeah, foam rolling or activating anything. And then we just end up injured and burnt out. And it's, yeah. It's the no pain, no gain attitude. Most of us, when we grew up with
1: like sports, that's what we have, the no pain, no gain. And then we think, okay, feeling slaughtered at the end of the workout means it was good this stuff doesn't leave me feeling slaughtered. Therefore it's not as important, but really we forget that we get more out of our training. We can strengthen through a full range of motion if we do it. And then we can train hard for a lot longer without burning out because we're doing the prehab stuff and all that unsexy stuff. So it has a point to longevity and to actually getting more out of the the time we do spend training.
0: Yep, awesome. No, I love that. So, thank you, thank you so much for jumping on here today. And what is the best place for people to find you? Um, where, yeah, where well, I'm everywhere: they YouTube,
1: Facebook, Instagram. If you go to RedefiningStrength.com, that's my blog as well. But don't hesitate to even reach out. You can email me at corey c o r i at RedefiningStrength.com too. I'm Chatty Kathy, apparently. So you know.
0: Yes, you are. You are. Actually, I must say you are so easy to get a hold of and you're so responsive, which is amazing because there's so many people who just, I don't know, like it's really hard to get a hold of people these days. And it's hard to connect with like-minded people because everyone's so busy. But for me, Connection and making those connections with people that I really value and admire is so important to me. And yeah, just having you on here has been amazing. So I will link all Corey's stuff in the show notes. Um, I'll link in her website, her Instagram as well. But yeah, definitely go follow her at Redefining Strength. There's heaps of place, um, or heaps of data for you guys to start within the sense of yeah workouts and information and staying to learn about macros and things as well. So definitely go over, have a look at that. But yeah, thank you for being here. It's my it's